Welcome to Story Chats at Inspi Romance. I'm Elizabeth Madry, and I'm here today with my two co-hosts. I'm Narelle Atkins. And Valerie Comer. Carolyn Miller is back with us again today to talk about her December release, The Breakup Project. Thank you for being here, Carolyn. Oh, thank you so much for having me. All right, so I'm going to start by reading the back cover copy. We don't always do that, but I liked it, so we're going to this time. <laughs> Um, And so this way you all have a brief summary of the book. New year, new project, new love. What happens when the best laid plans break a friendship? As the twin of hockey's hottest forward romance loving, Brie Carlson is used to being ignored, leading to a New Year's resolution not to date any athlete in her attempt to find Mr. Wright. But what happens when the man who might prove to be her personal Mr. Darcy is her brother's hockey playing best friend? Mike Vaughn might be happy playing in Boston, but he'd be even happier if Bree could one day see him as more than a good friend. He agrees to help Bree with a special project in the hope she'll finally see him as something more. But when a misunderstanding ends in a Valentine's Day disaster, Bree realizes that her breakup project may have broken her friendship with Mike in two. Can she ever redeem her mistake? So we all read this book and we're looking forward to chatting with you about it. And I'm going to start us off and I will say that I've had my question answered already with great laughter, but I'm willing to expose my ignorance of all things sporty (laughs) on the (laughs) off chance that some of our listeners also are not sporty like me. Um, So this is book one in a six book series. Is that correct? Coming? Yes. Six. Okay. And so the series name is the original six and you don't want <laughs> you don't want to know all the different things that I put together for why that was, but um, tell us why the original six. What does that mean, uh, and why is that why is that the useful series name here? Okay, so for anyone who might know anything about ice hockey. Uh, and I call it ice hockey because I'm Australian. And so we do hockey, like normal hockey for us is field hockey. So Australians don't tend to do too much ice because hello, we do sunshine. But anyway, <laughs> for some reason, I just really like ice hockey. And now my daughter does too. So it's really funny. Um, the original six was the original six NHL National Hockey League teams in North America. So that was Boston, Detroit, Chicago, Toronto, Montreal, and New York. Um, And I chose that because um, I wanted to do a Christian hockey series. And I've actually been to four of those cities, which doesn't make me an expert, but at least I have a tiny glimpse as to what, you know, things there could be. Um, And I just really liked that whole whole premise of, you know, exploring what um, life must be like as a Christian athlete when you get a lot of attention, you get a lot of um, people perhaps wanting or circling around you for the wrong motives, the wrong, um, you know, wrong sorts of values and stuff like that. So it's, it's a bit of a challenge. And then um, the very first book I ever wrote was called Love on Ice, which is actually in this series. And the second book is called Muskoka Blue, um, which is also in this series. So I saw a way of being able to link two of the books I already had um, into this series because it was based in two of those cities. It was originally Love on Ice was set in Chicago, 
Um, but I changed that to Detroit because it just fitted things better. Okay. And um, Muskoka Blue was set in Toronto. So it's, it kind of worked. Um, and so that's why I did that. And then when I discovered that there is actually a Bible study, an online Bible study for Christian hockey players, it's like, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so that was cool. I love it. Um, yeah, so... Valerie and Narell both had a grand time when I was telling them this was going to be my question, explaining to me that no, it had nothing to do with the fact that there were six hockey players or um, all sorts of different things, because I had no idea. Um, <laughs> the only exposure I know to, to hockey, ice hockey, is um, the Washington Capitals, which yes. are not part of the original six, apparently, because yeah, who knew? <laughs> Um, I have been to a Caps through. game one time because they gave my company free tickets. So we mm -hmm. all went. Um, I don't, yeah, it was cold and long. Yeah. That's, that's what I remember yeah. about the hockey game. So, was, the food, was the food good to make you feel better? No, that was all on your own dime. You got tickets, but if you needed food, that was on you. So we're like, mm. oh. No. <laughs> so um, Narelle probably has a more intelligent question than mine. So we'll, we'll shift over to Narelle. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, I, th I mean, I probably, what's interesting about this series is the focus on professional sport and particularly um, ice hockey. And I don't mind watching ice hockey. I used to play field hockey. So that's, if you talk about hockey, I'll straight away think about yeah lawn and grass and that type yeah. of thing and the hot sun and dying of sweat <laughs> in the middle of winter record, that's what I think of that's not Pardon? what Canadians think of hockey <laughs> is hockey and field hockey is something who knows actually what that is nobody knows what that is <laughs> It's super I mean, fun though. I'm very dangerous. As soon as I started having expensive work done on my teeth, my father sort of looked at me and said, do you really need to keep playing hockey? Because <laughs> that was, <laughs> that was the biggest risk was actually having, yeah, getting hit in the mouth and losing teeth and stuff like that. So anyway, I digress. So going back to the book <laughs> and ice hockey. Um, so it, what I found really interesting about this story is you've got the twins, you've got Brie and then Brent who's in the next book and how Brie just has so many issues with being in the shadow of her brother who is this superstar hockey player. And um, I really liked Mike. He was just adorable and such a cool, steady guy. And he he's very aware of... Um, the problems that go along with being a professional sports person and how that whole career really impacts his life. So it's not like um, being an accountant or um, an office worker or a public servant or, you know what I mean? You go to work, you come home and your job's done. It's kind yeah. of like if you're a professional sports person, you're on all the time. You've got media yeah. scrutiny, you've got paparazzi, you've got a whole lot of things like that. So probably my question is what inspired you to really dig into the weeds in terms of the professional sporting world and to not just portray it as being glamorous, but to actually to look at what really goes on beneath the surface? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I suppose it's, um, it's like anything, you kind of want to ground your story in a degree of reality. And we all know those sorts of things, just like a billionaire story or a cowboy story. It's not all going to be about 
cows (laughs) 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 or money or whatever. It's actually, it's going, I mean, really, when it comes down to it, there's just a little bit of hockey in it. And it's not really about the hockey. It's about the romance and the relationship. And I think um, the hockey is a big part of Mike and what he does, but it's not necessarily who he is. And so I think that kind of um, comes into it. He's pretty self-aware with those sorts of things. So that's um, been, you know, fun to explore. But, I mean, I will admit that I have looked into some of the things um, that I might talk about in this series. So my next book, which comes out, actually talks about social media and that sort of stuff. And I am astounded at some of the social media posts that people will post about hockey players who they've never met, but they have these sorts of imaginary, you know, it's it's frightening almost as a Christian to sort of see that this kind of world does exist, like legit. So it's been fun to kind of ground um, a degree of the sort of glamour and what we perceive with some of those sort of more nitty gritty things. And I think too, you see different hockey players, um, maybe maybe some people don't, Elizabeth, but <laughs> others of us, like Mike Fisher, who married Carrie Underwood, who actually was um, a well-known Christian hockey player who actually does a lot of disadvantaged work and stuff like that. And there is a degree of giving back to community, to um, others as well. So I think it sort of naturally flows as a Christian athlete in that role that you would want to be, sort of balance it a little bit like that too. See, it's funny. I know who Carrie Underwood is and I knew she had married a professional athlete, but in my head, I had it that she'd married a baseball player. So that's, that's you know, oops. Oh, well, I'm well, you're clearly, a not, ahead of me. clearly not a huge Carrie Underwood fan, but I do know who she is. So. There you go. Well, there was lots of controversy because she actually was considered to have stolen Mike Fisher from playing in Ottawa and Toronto. He was the captain, I think, down to Nashville. And so there was a lot of like backlash from Canadians who <laughs> wanted to ban Carrie's work and stuff like that too. Wow. I mean, not everyone, Valerie, but some people were a little bit head up about it all. <laughs> I guess some people took it personally, apparently. Apparently apparently they did. (laughs) But it's like how sport can become a religion. Like we see that in Australia and particularly if you look at the AFL and in Melbourne. I think I've mentioned before that every time I went to church in Melbourne, there was either, there was a mention either in the sermon or during the service about the AFL results from the night before or the day before. And the AFL is? Australian Football League. So um, my father used to affectionately call it aerial ping pong, but it's a form of... (laughs) It's a really fun game to watch because it's a kicking game. Yeah. So there's lots of kicking. It's as a spectator, it's a great sport to watch. Yeah. And I think there's probably the passion that goes for AFL in Australia, I'd say would go for hockey in Canada, would Absolutely. be my guess. Yeah. And football in the US. Yeah. I was going to yes. say, I grew up at a church. There was always a football illustration because, you know, we're here. <laughs> Well, they're not the Washington Redskins anymore and people are not pleased, but uh, growing up they were, and there was always some commentary and he always made sure he was done so that you didn't miss the start of the game. Like, <laughs> yeah. like I got to wrap oh, things so up, the game's going to start. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
And that's the other thing I find fascinating. Like in Australia, we don't tend to have teams move very often. Like it's sort of very geographically located and the juniors play when they're at school and work their way through the ranks and they may or might not stay with the team that's where they geographically live. But professional sport in the US and Canada and particularly the hockey world, it's very different, I think, in a lot of ways in terms of how it works. Like I was watching, I saw a little bit of the um, Super Bowl on television the other day and I... And someone was talking about a team used to be here and is now there. And that's just such a foreign concept to me. So I find it all very fascinating how Mm -hmm. franchises move around and relocation. I wonder how that works for the loyalty as well. I don't know. Don't look at me. (laughs) (laughs) One of those examples was it's all about money, isn't it? And so I know there was the... um, the, they used to be the Atlanta Thrashers hockey team and they went back to Winnipeg because prior to going down to Atlanta, um, the Winnipeg team, uh, they couldn't quite justify the, the sales and stuff like that. So it, it's money driven. And so just like players get traded, et cetera, um, franchises have to go where the money is too. So I find that really yeah. fascinating for lots of reasons as well. So, yeah. All right, Valerie, you want to hit up your question? Well, you have uh, already kind of alluded to that. Um, you found out that there was um, an online Bible study for professional hockey players. And how did you find that out? <laughs> and how did that uh, kind of have a bearing, I guess, on the story? I thought that was, it was fascinating. So I'd like to explore the, the spiritual angles, I guess. Of the yeah, story. sure. Well, see, I read a series that was done by... Uh, a group of three ladies they did like sort of was clean it wasn't Christian and I wanted to do something like that but actually have that Christian angle because I think we don't actually read a lot of sports stories that have um, a solid sort of Christian thread through it so you know how it is you kind of go down rabbit warrens actually no I think what happened was I prayed God, I really need the linchpin that actually will make this thing work. Because it's one thing just to set books in different cities, but you've got to have the thing that links it together. And so I I literally think I prayed and um, I was just doing my random Googling, as you do, going down those rabbit holes and came across the Boston Bruins site. And somehow there was a link to a Christian Bible study that they do. And I was watching, it was like this watching these various faces in their various locations across America and Canada, these players, and they were talking about God. They were being led by this uh, pastor who, you know, was excited about hockey. And I thought, hello, that's what I need, except not just for one team, but across various teams. And so it's a group of guys who are Christians uh, who are on the God journey, who are, you know, trying, who are struggling with, with a lot of these sorts of things. And, of course, naturally being young Christian guys they're interested in relationships and how you do that well so you know that's why we needed to have at least six books <laughs> so the 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 reality is that Boston has this bible study for yes. their guys and yes. you decided to make one yeah for the league more yeah well and you Who know knows, it might exist so, there too, but. <laughs> it's geographically spread across um north america so you know it just made more sense to have it more within that sort of time zone in that sort of area but i have plans to create another series 
that will be hockey players, but more on the Western side as well. So we'll see how we go. Because I visited some places there, so expert. Excellent. <laughs> no, absolutely. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but, you know, it's I, I really like the fact that I can kind of say it's legit to a degree because there, yeah. Yeah, there are chaplains who will work with different teams. Right. So obviously they will want to see their Christian athletes um, succeeding in God as well as in hockey. So I really like that aspect. Excellent. So what are some of the pressures that that you could see specifically that maybe these hockey players would experience more than their counterparts who are, you know, accountants or uh, <laughs> whatever all Norell said a few minutes ago. <laughs> all the ordinary guys. All those boring jabs. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think there's a degree of obviously sort of celebrity and getting caught up in the whole sort of social media and just sort of distinguishing between who you present as and who you really are and how you actually negotiate life through that. Money is a huge thing and I think we see that in the breakup project and that tension between I should be paid sufficiently and I'm not or um, I see people in the world who actually need, you know, um, <laughs> some basic essentials in yeah, life. Water. Here am I living in the lack of luxury. So I hope you're going to ask about that because I want to talk about that too. <laughs> because I think it's really interesting. And again, it's it's based in reality as, you know, some experience. I was going to say you have uh, Mike going to the Philippines, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't write that down. So um, to uh, participate in some mission work there. So yes, please do go ahead and, and tell our watchers and listeners a bit about that. And how much of that is reality? Oh, it pretty much is reality. I mean, apart from Mike being fictional. Um, <laughs> mission Possible for Future Generations is a real missions organization that's run by friends of mine. And I really loved the opportunity to actually showcase a little bit of who they are. So the stories, pretty much every single story you see Mike going through from fireflies on his lapel through finding the lost ring in the river to um, praying for people, helping people out in a storm. Real stories that happened to my husband when he went to the Philippines. He's been um, several on several trips and stuff like that. So the people there, I had to change the names a little bit, but it's real and I... I hope people actually can appreciate, you know, we live such lives of luxury. We don't have to be NHL players. But to actually go, oh, my gosh, there are pastors in this world who actually literally have to use chewing gum to plug up the holes in their church's ceilings or their home ceilings. And it's like, I think we just need to have that bigger perspective. And so it's it's another sort of good tension point for Mike when he's coming back and it's just like, how do I reconcile these worlds yeah. I've seen? Yeah. Um, and I think that kind of grounds it in a little bit more humanity as well. So yeah. so that was fun. So yes, all those all those little miracles, even the 20 peso note falling from the ceiling, legit. <laughs> so That's it's fun. cool. That makes it even more fun. I liked that mm. part of the story a lot. Um, mm-hmm. It made Mike, Mike was, Mike was the star of the book, I think, um, yeah. for me. He was fantastic. Mm. Not He's sure good. Brie deserves him, but, you know, <laughs> that's okay. The heart wants what the heart wants, It does, right? it does, it does. <laughs> 
cool. All right. So um, this was book one that we were talking about, the breakup projects. Run us through, because um, are there three out already or are we on? It's about to be three. The third about one comes out this week. Yeah. All right. Book two oh. is, is what? Book two is Love on Ice. And so okay. that's the first book I wrote. Um, and actually, because I wrote that like 12 years ago, I actually had to sort of backtrack and extrapolate details from Love on Ice and put it into the breakup project. So I ended up writing that about 10 years after the first one. So that was a really interesting process as well. So the next one is Checked Impressions, um, which is set in Chicago. And for anyone who likes art, it's a fun one because that has uh, a lot to do with the Art Institute of Chicago, which... I loved. Yes. Um, still do. And then the next one is set in Montreal. That's called Hearts and Goals. Um, and that's set in the Botanic Gardens there, which we also visited. Always <laughs> <laughs> so fun. And then we have Big Apple Atonement. And lastly, it's Muskoka Blue, which is like, I think, one of my favorite places in all of the world that we visited. So, yes. So they all come out this year. Great. Is it, it's one a month, basically, right? From January. Oh, it has been one a month. Okay. And then it's sort of, I've had to balance it with other releases because I don't <laughs> know how people do it with multiple releases every month. So it's just like, okay, this is the way I'm managing it at this stage. So, yes. So one a month. And then um, I think we have a couple of months between the last one or so. Okay. Just so I can breathe. <laughs> sure. Breathing is good. I highly <laughs> recommend breathing. Yeah. yeah. Breathing, breathing is good. Yeah. Um, and the, the, I'm going to just talk about Love on Ice for a second, just because I have a question. Um, you'd mentioned in the last time you were here that it was based on a real story of a short track or a real inspiration of a, tr a short track Olympic skater and a, was it a bobsledder or it was a hockey player? Hockey player. Yeah. Hockey player. Okay. I only ask because I watch the old seasons of The Amazing Race um, yep. when I work out <laughs> because Phil gets me through. So, um, <laughs> so I'm, the, I'm on season 26 now. I'm going to be very sad when I catch up. And anyway, on it is um, a short track Olympic skater and her bobsledding boyfriend. And they met at the Sochi oh. Olympics. And so every time they're on, I think of you and your books. And so I, like, I wonder if this is Carolyn's couple. Um, but it's not, so never mind. All right, that was my question. <laughs> no, no, well, see, the, the reason it intrigued me was because there was an Australian athlete holding hands with an American guy at the closing ceremony. And so it was like, well, actually, how do you have a relationship that's, that's sustained across elite sports, across continents, yeah. time zones, etc. So that was my real life inspiration. So I just made her a short track skater because I find that far more exciting than watching curling. Sorry. Sure. Um, <laughs> I'd rather watch I curling. Know. I love curling. Curling it's is so actually cool. kind of fun. Yeah. I like <laughs> curling. Sorry. I opened the can of worms, but I just find short track skating super exciting. And it makes her, I was looking at this little list. They talked about the most dangerous um, winter Olympic sports mm -hmm. and that's like number five or six, whereas Ice hockey is like number nine or 10. So it's like, makes her tougher than him. Yeah. And you got to love a tough girl, don't you? Yeah. So, and curling is number what, 28 or 48? <laughs> I, I doesn't even make the list. It's not on the list. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, tell everyone, Carolyn, where they can find you and your books. Um, okay. So I am at 
carolynmillerauthor.com. You can find out uh, about me, about my books. In fact, in, for each book, I have a Spotify playlist. So for this, um, um, yeah, we're just with songs that sort of either inspired the book that actually get mentioned in my various books um, or for this next well, for Love on Ice, she's an athlete, right? So she has a workout playlist. So that's quite fun. I know, you know, that's it's fun to cool. have something fun to walk to um, or to exercise more vigorously to whatever. Um, <laughs> and Pinterest, and I've actually got travel photos as well. So you can see some of the places that I've visited that I've actually used as inspiration. Um, cool. Also Amazon, the usual places. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, any final questions for Carolyn? Well, I think we covered what I had written down here. Okay. I've covered everything as well. <laughs> Excellent. All right. If you have a question for Carolyn, please leave it as a comment and we'll make sure Carolyn checks in periodically, not for like years and years and years so like within the first week or so of the episode being on youtube if it's like 2052 and you're unearthing this podcast don't leave a comment for carolyn she stopped checking um so, <laughs> um but otherwise please do leave a question or a comment and um thank you for joining us at story chats you can find all the information about the podcast at inspiromance.com slash story chats. And if you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe and hit the notification bell so you never miss an episode. And we'll look forward to seeing you next week. In the meantime, don't forget to fall in love with a good book. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye.